0: There's a new call to increase oversight of B.C.'s trucking industry, and it comes from the industry itself. And it comes amid new numbers showing a shocking number of hazardous vehicles remain on the province's roads. Here to talk about those eye-popping numbers is the president and CEO of the B.C. Trucking Association, Dave Earl, is with us. Dave, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you with us. It's a strange story that brings you to our attention, Dave. We haven't talked to you since the floods out in the valley a good while back, but now there's new stats from the commercial vehicle and uh, safety enforcement branch. Those are the guys who test trucks at the roadside, and the numbers from last year's testing are quite arresting. Uh, no pun intended there, Dave, but as it turns out, they tested close to 28,000 trucks and only 6% of them passed the tests and were allowed to drive away without any paperwork attached. What goes into a roadside test, first and foremost? Well,
1: it's an interesting question, uh, Sterling, and one of the things that we really applaud CDSC, the Commercial Vehicle Safety Enforcement Branch, for doing is being focused on their inspections. So these are 28,000 random inspections. These are mm-hmm. targeted inspections for vehicles that either approach a roadside check that many of your listeners may see uh, or that go through a scale. And where an officer takes a look and says, you know, I don't like the looks of that there vehicle, literally. And says, right. there's something about it that gives me pause. And they pull it out of traffic to have a look. So that targeted approach, is, in our view, is a really smart one. Uh, because you're looking at units that you suspect have something wrong before you even really look at them closely.
0: Right. And if it looks uh, wrong, even from a distance and a sort of a cursory glance, even though the person doing the glancing is a professional, if, the, mm-hmm. if, if, it's a, if it's almost a gut feeling that person gets and says, I need to take a further look here.
1: Or it's even obvious. Literally, a burned out indicator bulb on a trailer is going right. to get you pulled in.
0: Ah, It
1: can be something as minor as that. It can be something like, well, you know, this truck looks like it's awfully old, you know, or maybe we should have a closer look. Um, It can be very obvious or it could be a tummy test. And uh, that's what they do is they target their inspections.
0: And you are in favor of this. Uh, You and the Trucking Association are very much on side with this routine and random uh, testing done by these professionals frequently. Absolutely
1: absolutely couldn't be happier to see it and we'd like to see it
0: more and it's also important i think to let bc listeners know dave that truckers in this province are required to have their vehicles checked twice a year every year aren't they
1: that's correct it's the most stringent requirement anywhere in north america where vehicles are inspected twice a year at a licensed inspection facility so your your listener may ask then well how do these things happen? You know, how sure, do we yeah. end up with 7,500 vehicles being pulled out of service? Like anything, there's a continuum of things that can get you a ticket, a fine, an out-of-service order, what are called national safety code points. There's a whole bunch of things that are used in the enforcement world. Um, an indicator light, you know, literally like one of the lights that you'll see among the half a dozen along the back of a trailer, if one of those is out, that's a fail. Hmm. Now, you're not going to be pulled out of service because of that, but that is one reason that you can have a fail. Out-of-service violations can be very serious, or they can be paperwork-related. Now, and that's not to say paperwork isn't important because this is tracking hours of service compliance, but I think that's important to recognize is not every out-of-service violation presents an immediate risk to the traveling public.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the other thing that you brought up on television the other night, the, the detailed carrier profile. It's a, it's a national thing. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a safety record that a, a commercial operator is, is required to, to have at all times. Tell us more about that and why you're so in favor of it.
1: Sure, Sterling. So one thing, if you're operating a commercial vehicle, you're required to have an NSC number, a National Safety Code number. And this applies to big vehicles. It applies to smaller vehicles. And your listener will see these. You'll see these numbers painted on the side of everything from a cube van uh, all the way up to the really big, heavy stuff. That's what one of those numbers is. And what it is, is it's a system to track safety violations. So if you are pulled over and you do have a burned out light bulb, it goes on your NSC profile. If you are pulled over and you have a serious issue, it goes on your profile. If you're pulled over for speeding, yes, you get your driver point premium. The carrier also gets points on their NSC profile. So it's a way Mm. of tracking and a way of knowing what a carrier's safety record is. For many years, we've been calling to have this available to the public. We think the public and particularly customers should have full and transparent access so they can know when they go out and they want to hire Sterling Fox's, you know, cartage company. Well, what's their record like? Sure. Now, nothing prevents you from asking a carrier for that. And we encourage customers to do that and to have a conversation with them. But many people don't know it exists or aren't comfortable asking for it, or are being provided with incorrect information from carriers who aren't as open and transparent as they should be.
0: Mm-hmm. So we been saying,
1: make it available so everybody can see what's going on.
0: And what's the likelihood of that happening, Dave?
1: Really good, it's just taking time. And it's taking much more time than either we, or to be very fair, the Ministry of Transportation would like. Uh, it's a serious undertaking to be able to go in and look at data that people will make commercial decisions based upon. Yeah, And what I mean by that, Sterling, is if you think about it, it's like your own credit record. Um, How many times do you check that to make sure that it's correct? Because if it's not, you may have a hard time getting a mortgage or a loan approved. And then you have to have a process to be able to correct it. Well, it's the same thing with this. If the data isn't 100% and there's not a quick and easy and efficient way to correct mistakes, then it can create problems. So it's nice to think that we can get there quickly. Um, The ministry is working on it. They have committed to continue to work on it. They as much as we want to see it. um, But really, it's time for action. You know, Let's figure out a way to get this done and make it happen.
0: Indeed. It's certainly a worthwhile effort, and I'm glad to see you're leaning into it as heavily as you are, Dave. Uh, I'm afraid I'm out of time this morning, but as this gets closer, and particularly as it gets close to implementation, can we have another chat about it, so then we'll know what questions to ask when the information is available to us, so we get it right?
1: Absolutely, Sterling.
0: Happy to talk with you anytime. Thanks very much for this today, Dave. Good to have you back on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.